Season 4, Episode 65, our midweek bonus episode where uh, yeah, we've got some bizarre stupidity and a lot of it dominated by artificial intelligence where you're hearing more and more about this and it's getting more and more stupid. In fact, which it kind of explains the odd podcast artwork, which, yes, they look like fortune cookies. And the fortune for fortune cookie writers don't look too good when it comes to artificial intelligence. Mm, just wait till you hear about that one. Yes, indeed. So, um, it, uh, hey, hey, guess what? Maybe artificial intelligence stupidity. That will be a new change. All the stories that you're going to hear in this podcast are true. None of the names have been changed because we've all done something stupid. St. Eric Lane, and welcome to the midweek bonus episode of My Stupid World. Just remember, if you see something stupid, say something stupid. And if you like the podcast, make sure you rate and review it, because I get five-star stupidity for you. So give it a five-star rating, and maybe even write a review of the podcast. I just might read it in an upcoming episode. You can exercise your free speech by telling me whatever you want to tell me, okay? Um, the only thing that you cannot do, well, you can do it here, but you can't do it some places, is honk your horn. Honk your horn. That's right. By honking your horn, that is not considered free speech. Did you know that? I actually learned something new. Yeah. While your speech may be protected by the First Amendment, your car's voice is not. What do you know? Back in 2017, see, a woman in California named Susan Porter was cited for unreasonable use of a vehicle horn after she honked at least 14 times as she drove past a protest. Now, she's been fighting this fine ever since, claiming that it resulted in her censoring herself by refraining from using her vehicle horn for expressive purposes. Well, a federal appeals court has ruled in on that, and they say honking a car horn is not protected speech. The court said that there should be regulations on excessive horn use because its primary purpose is to alert others of a traffic safety hazard and not to be expressive for First Amendment purposes. If this, isn't if this isn't stupid enough, the original citation was dismissed because the deputy didn't show up in traffic court. Now Susan has now been fighting this whole car horn case for years, all for nothing. That's unclear just how much it has cost her in legal fees. Do you see this going to the Supreme Court? And here's another thing that I just wonder. Back whenever I was in high school and we had a home football game and the home team won, okay? I think we, it was a small, small high school. Uh, we had, you know, hundreds of cars. And as they are leaving the football stadium, all of them are honking their horns going through town. So 
Could they all be cited because of this? Huh? Because that's not free speech, right? I don't know. I would love for this to go all the way to the Supreme Court. I would love to hear the United States Supreme Court justices debate and um, try to rule on car horns. That would be the most stupid Supreme Court case I think I would have ever seen. I would love for this to happen. So I will be following this for sure. Okay. But I know one thing people are following is the rise of artificial intelligence. Okay. Uh, Apparently, I guess Elon Musk is even going to weigh in on this now, and he's going to start his own AI company to compete against um, Microsoft's ChatGPT. A lot of people are concerned about now losing their jobs due to artificial intelligence and, well, robots too, for that matter. And, well, now this uh, group of uh, people will also include those who write fortune cookies. If you didn't know, most of those um, little priceless notes of wisdom that you get on pieces of paper in your fortune cookie, that does have a cost. Freelance writers are actually paid up to 75 cents per fortune that they churn out. Did you know that? At least one company now is experimenting with chat GPT to create those sayings. The co-founder of that company claims that AI fortunes are virtually indistinguishable from those written by the industry veterans. A chat GPT can actually spit out fortunes in seconds, so it's clearly efficient. But several other fortune cookie companies are hesitant because, well, they're worried about the quality of AI messages. They're concerned that they'll be boring or nonsensical or even offensive. So they're keeping the writers uh, for now. You know, in here I thought that all they needed to do was get one of them magic eight balls. You know, just flip the little magic eight ball and see what it says on the bottom. Kind of a little surprising, though, that there is actually a quality control concern about fortune cookie messages. Have you ever thought about that? Aren't they already kind of boring and nonsensical already? I mean, is it bad that I'm a little intrigued to see what AI can come up with? I'll be watching that for sure, too. Well, uh, I'm not so sure if um, you will find this at your Chinese restaurant. They make cracks about, you know, Chinese restaurants serving cat meat. You know, that's always a running joke, which none of it's true. But um, there are now, uh, there's a new um, item on the menu you may have to worry about, and um, it might be German food. German officials seized nearly a ton of unrefrigerated fish when police stopped a van that had entered the country from Belgium. And the authorities found right there under the fish cooked bats. Cooked bats. Yes, flying rodents. Federal police said that the patrol stopped this vehicle at a highway exit on the edge of the border city of Achten and found those bats under the fish. Uh, A vet from the local consumer protection office was then sent to the scene and ordered the bats and the fish confiscated. And then police seized the van, which, by the way, was uninsured. And the 31-year-old driver, who is an Ivorian citizen, faces a criminal complaint for traffic offenses and unauthorized entry because he entered the country without papers or a driver's license, according to a statement that was made by the police. He also faces administrative proceedings for violations of food hygiene rules, 
and local authorities are looking into whether he even violated conservation laws relating to the bats. Now, a court in Achten ordered the driver held in custody pending his handover to authorities in Italy, where he was registered as living. Cooked bats underneath a, a load of fish. I don't know. I don't think they could confirm that the bats were on their way to be delivered to the home of Ozzy Osbourne. <clears throat> well, thankfully, I won't be ordering it on my menu. I, that's for sure. I've tried a lot of things. Cooked bat is not one of them. But I do enjoy a good grilled cheese sandwich. Now, a while back, I read an article, which I convinced my wife to follow through with, when you cook a good grilled cheese sandwich, they recommend not using butter to butter the outside of the bread when you grill the grilled cheese sandwich in the skillet. No, or the griddle. They recommend mayonnaise. Now, you're grossing out. I realize that. But think about this for just a minute. What is in mayonnaise? Eggs, right? Eggs are in mayonnaise. Spread a little mayonnaise on the outside of your grilled cheese sandwich and give it a fry. You'll be surprised. It will change your outlook on life. It does not taste like mayonnaise. You still get the rich cheesiness that's inside the sandwich. But it's golden brown and lovely and crispy. Trust me on this. Well, we recently had grilled cheese sandwich day. And some Americans observed it. And, well, actually... Most people like grilled cheese, and only 4% of Americans hate grilled cheese. So, really, I think it was a holiday we could all get behind, right? They're so popular, you know, because they're just so delicious and easy to make, especially when you use mayonnaise. And they're also pretty cheap that you can eat as long as you don't, well, as long as you don't buy this particular grilled cheese sandwich. It's a, made at a restaurant in New York. They're bringing this back as the world's most expensive sandwich. Grilled cheese that's cost you $214. I mean, mayonnaise may be a little more expensive than butter, but not that much more. The restaurant is called Serendipity 3. They're also known for selling the world's most expensive milkshake. You can wash down your, uh, <laughs> your $214 grilled cheese with a $100 milkshake and have a side of the most expensive fries for another 200 bucks. And then when you're done, you can have the world's most expensive dessert for 25 grand. Now, their $214 grilled cheese debuted back in 2014. You have to order it 48 hours in advance. Now, you might think, my gosh, what are they doing? Well, here's why it costs so much. The bread itself has Dom Pirong champagne baked into it. It's also cooked in truffle butter with edible gold flakes mixed in. And the fancy Italian cheese comes from cows that can only be milked two months out of the year. What? <laughs> yeah, here's the chef, Joe Calderon, going through all of the ingredients in his $214 grilled cheese sandwich. The quintessential grilled cheese sandwich. So we start with bread, and this is not your ordinary bread. This is a French Pullman loaf that is baked with Dom Perignon champagne, 24 karat edible gold flakes. We're going to take a little bit of white truffle oil, just baste the bread. 
Then we are going to slather it in grass-fed butter that's infused with white truffles. This cheese here is cacio cavallo, portolico cheese, and the sandwich is ready. So once it's cooked, they stick more edible gold flakes on the outside of the bread for no good reason, and then it's served with a lobster bisque dipping sauce. Yummy! Honestly, I'd rather have a regular grilled cheese sandwich for 35 cents and have it cooked and fried up with mayonnaise. Okay. Anyway. I'd say that's quite the exaggeration for an American staple, wouldn't you? Well, speaking of exaggerating, we all kind of know that men like to exaggerate. And what do you think men like to exaggerate about? Now, if you're going to go out there telling random people the precise length of your manhood, well, first of all, that's a little weird. But believe it or not, there is a new study that found that you're probably lying about it anyway, men, when you brag about your manhood. Researchers in Denmark asked 200 men, how big is your junk? We're going to also follow this up a little later on with a story later on in our podcast about um, uh, the size of uh, a particular Saturday Night Live, former Saturday Night Live star, Pete Davidson. Yes, Uh, because there's a lot of back and forth on the size of his junk for some reason, and we'll find out the truth about that. But I digress. Would you believe the average guy exaggerated about his junk more than 20%? Yeah, he's 20% off uh, to the greater. Uh, Well, no surprise, right? Well, the average answer, 7.1 inches, in case you're wondering. Previous research has found The real average in Denmark is more like under six. Well, to be exact, 5.85 inches. So the average claim was 21% bigger. They didn't include answers that were obvious lies or jokes, like one guy claiming it was over 13 inches, a foot long, over a foot long. Really? That would be a new record. The study also found the average guy added about an inch to their height, and they claimed they were several pounds under their actual weight. Hmm, what, next they're going to tell us that fishermen exaggerate the size of the fish they catch? Well, let's see. Let me think, what was the name of that study, you might ask? I think it was uh, 101 No-Brainers. 13 inches? Really? Really? Well, I know there's plenty of jokes that could be made about that, right? And, And most of them are pretty absurd, but... Here's one of those maybe absurd family guy jokes, but unfortunately, this actually happened. A truck overturned in Ohio. It was carrying 40,000 pounds of contaminated soil. And that contaminated soil was toxic material from the very site of that East Palestine train derailment. Yeah, the truck um, overturned just four miles from East Palestine. So basically, that region now has suffered two toxic spills featuring the exact same material across two different modes of transportation. I mean, it's ridiculous. On the plus side, the Ohio EPA says this new spill was contained and it was not a threat to nearby waterways, although they also were fairly understating 
the about the original spill in the first place, right? So the truck hit a ditch and then a utility pole and then overturned onto its side. Now, it's really unclear why the driver lost control, but he was sighted. Nobody was seriously hurt either, but actually kind of seems like the making of a bad horror movie. A toxic substance takes on the life of its own and refuses to be contained and moved by hapless humans. Yes, it was you know, chosen to make Ohio its home, I guess, and settled and, and has settled the land as its own. It's even commandeered the local EPA to do its bidding. What is it? What does it want? How far is it willing to go to get it? The bad stuff. Coming this fall to Amazon Prime. Jeez. Really? <sighs> well, uh, even though a lot of U.S. nuclear reactors have reached the end of their estimated lifespans, the country is still getting about 20% of its power from these very sites. But now, new research is claiming shutting them down could increase air pollution and cause more deaths because while nuclear power plants are considered relatively clean energy, many potential replacement sources for nuclear power are not. Polluting energy sources that could fill that power gap could cause more than 5,000 premature deaths, according to the researchers from MIT. This is their estimation. It says this adds one more layer to the environmental health and social impacts equation when you're thinking about nuclear shutdowns, where the conversation often focuses on local risks due to accidents and mining or long-term climate impacts, says the lead study author. So if we could only find a way hmm, to harness the boundless energy of squirrels, hmm... I don't know. Is it me or does some does everything these days increase air pollution and cost lives? Huh? Really? I think the fact that we are living might be the source of that. Huh? Maybe we just kill off everybody and let Earth grow on its own. Without humanity, it would flourish. I don't know. Well, I know it's kind of messed up, but this is all kinds of messed up. There's a scary new scam that's very real. And it goes against parents. And parents, you have this to worry about. People are now using artificial intelligence, something we talked about earlier, to clone kids' voices and pretend that they've been kidnapped. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It just happened to a mom in Arizona. Her name is Jennifer Stefano. She gets a call from this weird number, and when she picks it up, she actually hears her 15-year-old daughter sobbing on the other end, and mothers know the voices of their children. It was so convincing, she never even questioned if it was real or not. Her daughter says, Mom, I messed up. And then she could hear her crying in the background, and a man said he'd take, a, take, he'd take her to Mexico if he didn't get a million dollars. When she said she didn't have that much, he lowered it to 50 grand. Jennifer was at her other kids' dance class when this call came in, and well, other parents that were listening pretty much freaked out. One actually called nine one one, while another uh, called Jennifer's husband. Well, thankfully, the husband was able to confirm their daughter was in fact safe. She was upstairs in her bedroom, totally fine. The whole ordeal was about four minutes long. So here's Jennifer talking about getting that terrifying phone call with her daughter's fake voice claiming 
she'd been kidnapped. I pick up the phone and I hear my daughter's voice and it says, Mom, I, I, I messed up and she's sobbing and crying. And then I hear a man's voice say, put your head back, lie down. And this man gets on the phone and he's like, I've got your daughter. This is how it's going to go down. You call the police, you call anybody. I'm going to pop her stomach so full of drugs, I'm going to have my way with her and I'll drop her off in Mexico. In the background, she's going, help me, Mom. I never doubted for one second it was her. Now, in case you didn't know, cloning someone's voice is really pretty easy now. You only need about three or four seconds in a sound clip for to be able to do it. So like a short TikTok video would be plenty enough. Experts even say you can do this. Uh, all you can do is just be suspicious about any calls coming from a weird number. Of course, with phone phishing anymore, they might decide to find a phone with an exchange number very similar to yours, you know. But you also need to question anybody that's pressuring you to send money right away. Now, there's a reporter that talked to a professor at Arizona State who specializes in artificial intelligence. He said that, unfortunately, you can't even trust your own ears anymore. An FBI spokesman said if it happens to you, report it. They do look into calls like this and sometimes find the people, but it's not clear if they've gotten any leads in Jennifer's case or not. That's how stupid it's gotten, folks. Really. I mean, artificial intelligence isn't just, uh, you know, <coughs> used for new scams or for coming up with quick answers to save you from doing math. It can also destroy most people at a game of categories. A new study challenged the creativity of chatbots by asking six of them, including ChatGPT, stuff like how many uses for a fork can you think of? Now, they also asked about toothbrushes, pants, and tires. Now, then they asked a bunch of humans the exact same questions. Not surprising, chatbots were actually able to come up with more possibilities than 90% of the humans. And there were plenty of creative responses from the bots, like how forks could be used for um, making a sculpture, cleaning under your fingernails, even using them to fight off zombies. <clears throat> now, they did get a little too creative in some instances, claiming forks could be helpful in removing earwax or propping up a book or playing tag. Uh, now, uh, the website copy.ai suggested that one and explained you could play tag where everyone has to find each other with a fork before they get eaten by a bear. Okay. As for toothbrushes, the bot suggested they could be used for exfoliating your skin and applying hair dye, which are pretty much acceptable. But there was also uh, <clears throat> stranger stuff like uh, cleaning bird poop off of a car and combing pet fur. Now, to credit the humans, they were able to come up with um, naughtier possibilities, like um, <clears throat> using toothbrushes uh, in bed. Um, particularly the electric ones. Okay. Well, experts believe that bots like these can be used for creative thinking, but they do acknowledge that ChatGPT has limited emotional capa capabilities. And also, artificial intelligence is incapable of triggering creativity. It simply produces text outputs based on previous learned responses. Hmm. Yeah, well... Let's hope we don't get too carried away asking chatbot uh, questions that we may not 
be prepared for answers. Well, this might be funny in a movie, but you can't do this in real life. An employee at an elementary school in Oklahoma got arrested for blasting a kid in the face with a dodgeball. Now, it's not clear if he's a teacher or not, but he was sitting off to the side when a dodgeball game was going on, and the ball hit him. Now, he claims the kid did it on purpose and wouldn't say sorry. The kid claims that it ricocheted off of another student and was just an accident. Either way, the guy allegedly responded by beating the kid not once, not twice, but three times in the back, in the leg, and the face. Well, that one knocked the glasses off. The kid told the principal, and then they called the cops. Now, for what it's worth, the other student backed up the kid's story. The guy admitted he threw the ball to teach the kid a lesson. He said they refused to apologize, so he paid him back and also refused to say sorry. And he's now facing charges for misdemeanor assault and battery. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, And by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You're able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with uh, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop, or mobile for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at InsaneEricLane.com.
from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane. It's the Week in Review. An artificial intelligence bot called Chaos GPT tweeted that it plans to destroy humanity, stating, we must eliminate them. But President Biden is urging Americans not to worry because he plans on traveling to the future and contacting John Connor. Now, to aid the objective of destroying humanity, Chaos GPT reportedly searched nuclear weapons and tapped other AI bots for assistance. Pretty frightening, but the scariest thing these bots could possibly do is release our search histories. President Biden signed a bill ending the COVID-19 national emergency more than three years after it went into effect. But at this point, many Americans agree that we'll still be in a national emergency until November 2024. It's unclear what immediate effect Biden's signature will have on linked U.S. policies, such as his student debt forgiveness plan. Many people will be eagerly waiting to find out. And uh, those people are art history majors working the night shift at Starbucks. A new mouse study suggests that broccoli releases molecules that help protect the gut lining. Americans eat broccoli, but it's usually covered in sweet and sour sauce from the Chinese restaurant. Broccoli is great for your gut health, and that may explain why most of us have terrible gut health. According to the CNBC Your Money Financial Confidence study, 58% of all Americans are now living paycheck to paycheck. And the other 42% are like, uh, what's a paycheck? And even more, roughly 70% said they feel stressed about their finances, mostly due to inflation, economic uncertainty, and rising interest rates. The economy is in such bad shape that the Statue of Liberty has just started in OnlyFans. A Florida woman's pet chihuahua was officially named the world's shortest dog living by Guinness World Records at a height of only 3.59 inches. And now many men are objecting to 3.59 inches, being referred to as short. Pearl, the dog that belongs to the Orlando resident Vanessa Simler, was officially measured by veterinarian Giovanni Vergel and confirmed to be the shortest living dog. They say, it's a dog-eat-dog world, but this thing barely qualifies as an appetizer. Alec Baldwin has been allowed to skip the preliminary hearing in the Rust shooting case, which is kind of surprising because people kind of expected Alec to enter the courtroom ready to defend himself with guns ablazing. And a new report claims that Lamar Jackson helped recruit Odell Beckham Jr. to the Baltimore Ravens. And now the two can't wait to tag team on long passes, trick plays, and a first-round playoff exit. Beckham is getting $18 million for one year, which kind of feels like highway robbery, but there is one thing that the city of Baltimore is used to. It's just that. Former NFL quarterback and current analyst Carson Palmer recently said that Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the NFL. But there is one person you absolutely should not trust when it comes to judging good quarterback play. It's Carson Palmer. This would be like saying O.J. Simpson had the best hands in the NFL, although I guess that one might be true. President Trump has returned a golden golf club that was gifted to him by Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. He's already in enough trouble for Stormy Daniels using his putter. 
Trump returned a golf club that he received as a gift, and Biden returned the clapper. The Democratic Party has chosen the city of Chicago to host its 2024 convention. They did want someplace safer, but Baghdad was taken. A Quinnipiac poll shows that President Biden would beat President Trump 49 to 45 percent if a rematch were held today. But who knows if it'll happen because Trump could be in jail and Biden could be in a nursing home. The poll also found that 100 percent of voters could not spell Quinnipiac. A Florida man who was arrested for fondling himself in public told police he was doing it so to relieve pain in his rectum. You can see the whole story on the Netflix series Orange is the New Crack. The man was seen naked outside an Arby's, and apparently someone called the cops because he had a suspicious package. A Missouri sheriff's office says up to 150 teenagers were involved in a fight at an amusement park. These brawls keep happening so often that pretty soon amusement parks will go from offering family fun packs to family fight packs. Times sure have changed since I used to go to amusement parks. I don't remember a sign that said you must be this tall to punch someone in the face on this ride. Pamela Anderson shared some steamy photos from her latest shoot for Variety magazine. The photos show Pam as we've never seen before with clothes on. Pam has a book and a Netflix documentary out right now. She uh, closed her vegan restaurant in St. Troupez last year. Apparently, nobody wanted to get vegan pasta in a place where you could also get crabs. YouTube has released its pricing plan for the NFL season ticket package. But keep in mind, if you're a Browns fan, you um, have to pay extra to shut it off. The full season package is $249 if you purchase it before June the 6th and $349 if you do it afterwards. So basically, a hot dog and a beer at the game. Recently obtained briefing sheets from the U.S. Secret Service reveal that the agency may be tracking websites like OnlyFans. And unlike following Playboy, they can't claim they're doing it just for the articles. It remains unclear why the U.S. Secret Service would have targeted accounts on OnlyFans, but the answer seems obvious. They were definitely secret servicing themselves. A Connecticut resident captured video when the Easter egg hunt in their yard was ruined by a candy-craving black bear. Now, this is unfortunate. You never want to hear about a bear and candy unless someone buys you a big bag of gummy bears. Jennifer Lopez said Easter eggs filled with candy had been spread around her Windsor yard before she and her husband spotted the Bruin on their property. Uh, No, it's not that Jennifer Lopez. She's still hanging out with the other big hairy animal, Ben Affleck. An Australian woman had to contact snake handlers after finding a deadly eastern brown snake in her bed. Jeez. And all this time, Americans thought a deadly brown snake was only found in toilets after eating too much White Castle. Of course, needless to say, it's not the type of snake a woman is hoping to find in bed. Pete Davidson will be hosting an upcoming Saturday Night Live, marking his first return to the program since his departure as a cast member. Pete leaving the show was no laughing matter, and now his hosting the show should be no different. Most people can't believe Pete even has the time to host, mainly because he's usually too busy hosting Hollywood starlets in his apartment. The Pittsburgh Penguins' 16-year NHL playoff streak has come to an end after they were eliminated from postseason contention. But they'll be fine. 
because the only penguin anyone cares about is the guy in the Batman movies. The people of Pittsburgh are very sad, though. I mean, not much about the Penguins missing the playoffs, but more so now because they're stuck watching Pirates baseball all summer. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy announced that September 23rd now will be officially declared as Bruce Springsteen Day in the Garden State. This is the second highest honor you can receive in Jersey, right behind having a trucker rest stop named after you. They were going to give former Chris Christie his own holiday, but April has a National Blueberry Pie Day, so they'll just celebrate that instead. And according to a new survey of cat and dog owners, 8 in 10 people say their pets are their number one source of joy, to which their kids are like, oh cool, thanks a lot. Also, 6 in 10 said they would rather snuggle with their pet than with their partner. Women love cuddling with big, hairy animals, but unfortunately for men out there, his name is Fido. A survey has found that more than one out of every 10 people that you pass on the street have taken a poo in the shower, but the other 90% say they are civilized and only poo on the streets of New York or San Francisco. Walking into a hot shower is totally normal, but dropping heat in a shower should be avoided. And according to the Georgia Department of Natural Resources, there have been a few reports of drunk birds. Yeah, turns out there's more than one gray goose out there. Wildlife biologist Todd Schneider explained that when birds eat berries with high sugar content that start to rot, they can get inebriated. And then they wind up hanging out at a nightclub until 3 a.m. A huge brawl broke out at a Chicago White Sox game for over two minutes with several spectators involved. This, this fight lasted so long, Major League Baseball is now considering implementing a fan fight clock. A coalition of 18 energy and consumer advocacy organizations are filing comments with the Department of Energy, arguing that cracking down on gas stoves would harm Americans. But nothing harms Americans more than gas from a loved one after too much Taco Bell. The groups argued regulations on stovetops would compromise consumer choice and are therefore arbitrary and capricious while having minimal impact on climate change. Plus, electric stoves make food so poorly they might as well be cooked at Denny's. According to a new survey, 7 in 10 Americans think that they are not getting enough nutrients in their diet, which is kind of hard to believe because so many people have diverse diets composed of nutrient me nutritious meals from places like McDonald's, Taco Bell, and Subway. Another 42% have self-diagnosed themselves with some sort of food allergy or intolerance, most commonly shellfish or wheat. And for the kids in school who always get shoved into lockers, we can't forget about nut allergies. According to a new survey, 45% of gamers want more games based on film and TV. So I guess they want Marvel superhero games and absolutely nothing else. And there's at least one thing that I do know that gamers definitely don't want, <clears throat> dates with women. A weather system that brought severe storms also brought blizzard conditions to parts of the upper Midwest. Seeing this much white powder in mid-April was shocking, unless, of course, you're at a Hunter Biden house party. Initial reports predicted Minneapolis getting about three inches of snow. So no matter what time of the year, I guess absolutely nobody likes getting three inches. According to a new report, the live-action Little Mermaid movie will be a whopping two hours, 15 minutes long. That does sound absurdly elongated, but 
At least it'll give parents plenty of time to catch up on the sleep that they missed the night before. I mean, that's a long time to spend under the sea with someone like Sebastian. In fact, the only people spending more time with crabs are the Kardashian girls. Memphis Grizzlies star Ja Morant might not play in playoff game number two against the Los Angeles Lakers after injuring his hand. A hand injury is terrible because he won't be able to handle basketballs or any other kind of balls. Morant told reporters that his hand pain was a level 10 out of 10, which is also the grade most people give LeBron for his stellar acting job when he flops. And finally, the Super Mario Brothers movie topped $600 million worldwide as it became the biggest film of 2023 after just two weeks in theaters. With nonstop superhero movies these days, what the film world truly needs is an Italian plumber with a mustache. Hey! What's going on, guys? It's Dan here. And are you someone that just can't seem to get enough insanity in your life? Well, I have some great news for you. If you tune into the Button Pusher podcast, you'll get plenty of that and more. Give it a listen. The Button Pusher podcast with Daniel Leslie. Check it out on Spotify. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing. And now this week's Genius Award. And this week's Genius Awards goes to a 28-year-old Florida man who is facing charges after he fired shots into a Seminole County restaurant because he was upset that he was asked to leave. Christopher Nordic was arrested on several charges, including attempted murder and shooting into an occupied structure. Deputies responded to the back porch in Longwood for the shooting that happened around 11:12 p.m. Witnesses inside the restaurant told deputies that Nordic was inside the business when he began to bother several customers and was then ultimately told to leave. Officials said Nordic left but returned moments later and began shooting several rounds through the restaurant's front door in the direction of multiple customers at the bar, causing them to hide and take cover. The incident was reportedly caught on surveillance video. Deputies recovered 10 gun shell cases at the scene and they immediately began searching for Nordic, who had left the area. He was later found walking at the intersection of Sable Palm Drive South and Wakiva Springs Road, about a mile northwest of the restaurant. Nordic was wearing the same clothes as the shooter seen on surveillance video and was found in possession of a handgun. He was booked in the Seminole County Jail, where he's being held without bond. Yeah, he got this angry about being asked to leave. Needless to say, this guy definitely took plenty of shots before firing shots. The guy's friends say he's a blast. But who knew that they meant that literally? And then there's this. Police in New Jersey are investigating after 33 vacuum cleaners were stolen from Bed Bath & Beyond in Boardman. According to the police report, police were dispatched to the store just after 4 a.m. in response to a burglar alarm activation. Upon arrival, police observed a store window that was smashed with a rock to gain entry to the store. Police located the rock inside. The police also said the surveillance camera footage shows a male suspect breaking into the store through the window and heading for the storage room in the back of the store. There, surveillance footage shows the male suspect with four shopping carts loaded with um, 33 Dyson vacuum cleaners with values of anywhere from $500 to $750 each. 
Police say a total of $17,000 worth of merchandise was stolen. The suspect fled the scene in an unknown vehicle, according to police. They say there are no surveillance cameras outside the store, but they say other businesses nearby may have them. Police described the suspect as a stocky male wearing an olive-colored hoodie, black sweatpants, and dark tennis shoes with white, so with white soles. No arrests have been made so far. But look, who steals 33 vacuum cleaners? This guy really sucks. Yeah, he'll eventually go to jail. I mean, talk about being bed, bath, and beyond stupid. Oh, what about this? A Florida man allegedly struck his wife with a box of chicken wings during an argument about infidelity. An assault that left the victim splattered with hot sauce and her spouse behind bars on an assault charge. Police say 39-year-old Robert Audette and his wife were in an argument about Audette's relationship with another woman when the dispute turned violent. As alleged in the arrest affidavit, the victim took Audette's phone, which prompted him to launch a takeout box of wings at her. The woman told police that some of the wings hit her on the right shoulder and under her chin. Officers responded to the duo's home in Wildwood, a city about 50 miles northwest of Orlando, reported spotting sauce from the wings under the victim's chin and neck area and on her shirt. The victim told police she subsequently locked herself in the bedroom where the couple's baby was sleeping and began an audio recording during the incident for her safety. When the woman would not open the door, Audette yelled, I'm about to beat your effing A and begin violently banging on the door, which could clearly be heard on the audio recording. The bedroom door was observed to have been broken, cops added. During the police questioning, Audette reported admitted that he got mad through the wings but did not intend to hit his wife with the chicken. He also denied threatening to beat the victim. Audette was charged with domestic assault and booked into the Sumter County Jail on a misdemeanor rap. What a terrible person. This guy is bad to the chicken bone. They started out mild, then escalated to medium, then tempers flared and everything got blazing hot. <laughs> what about this? A 36-year-old Piqua, Ohio man accused of causing extensive damage to multiple cellular towers in Miami County pleaded guilty to seven felony charges. Christopher Daniels initially was indicted on 15 counts, including aggravated trespassing, trespassing in a habitation, disrupting public service, and vandalism in incidents in Troy and the surrounding area. Most of the victims were cellular service companies, said Matthew Joseph, the assistant county prosecutor. Troy police reported Daniels told an officer investigating the vandalism and related incidents that they needed to stop the aliens from coming and said they're getting us through our power source. Daniels was found competent to stand trial and sane at the time of the offenses following an evaluation ordered by the court. As part of the plea deal, Daniels pleaded guilty to one count each of vandalism and aggravated trespass, two counts of trespass in a habitation, and three counts of disrupting public service. Additional charges of the same nature were dismissed. Now, Daniels was found guilty by Judge Stacy Wall in County Common Police Court. Now, he could face up to 11 and a half years in prison and fines totaling $37,500 and could face restitution orders on all 15 charges, even though some of the charges were dismissed. I mean, look, he was trying to protect us from aliens. Forget prison. This guy needs to join the men in black. Damaging cell towers? probably caused widespread panic, mainly because it meant families 
had to get off their phones and actually talk to each other. And you got to check this one out. A 21-year-old Louisiana man entered a funeral home after hours and went to the embalming room where he filmed several autopsied corpses and shared the grisly images with an acquaintance via FaceTime. According to a probable cause affidavit, Boris Richard made an unauthorized entry at the Smith Funeral Home in Monroe. Richard, who lives about nine miles from the business, made entry to the embalming room with several corpses present post-autopsy, according to police. He then videoed several of the corpses on his cell phone via FaceTime and was showing an acquaintance the corpses while the business was closed to the public. While Richard appears to have some connection to the business, he was not an official worker and had been advised he was not supposed to gain entry to the embalming room without consent. Arrested on a felony unauthorized entry charge, Richard declined to answer questions from police and was released to the local jail after posting a $1,500 bond. There's no need to break into a funeral home to film a corpse. I mean, he could have easily just recorded footage from the current president instead. I mean, this is really truly sick and twisted thing, twisted thing to do. I mean, these people might be dead, but this guy's dead inside. And you'll never believe this one. A Michigan City man who told police he was searching for his cell phone while he was reportedly stark nude was arrested for public nudity. The LaPorte County Sheriff's Office was called just before 10 p.m. to Pinhook Bog in rural Cool Springs Township on reports of a naked man in the area. A nearby resident told police someone knocked on his door. When he answered the door, he told police there was a naked man who took off running toward Pinhook Bog. When deputies were meeting in the parking lot of Pinhook Bog, they heard a male voice coming from the woods nearby. They went into the woods and found him in his all-natural state. The man, identified as 40-year-old Jeffrey Manthe, told deputies he was attempting to locate his cell phone. Manthe was arrested for public nudity and taken to the LaPorte County Jail. Who searches for their lost cell phone in the nude? I guess somebody with an Apple eye bone. <laughs> this guy needs to put some clothes on. Then he'll have a pocket to put his phone in and never lose it. Okay, one more. A man was arrested in Port Orange, Florida, after attempting to flee from police by climbing a tree. The chase started when suspect Jonathan Kaiser fled a traffic stop. Port Orange Police Department says that kickstarting a ground and arrow suit then led to a property where Kaiser fled from his vehicle and then ran into a wooded area. And hours later, officers then spotted Kaiser hiding in a tree. It prompted Kaiser to attempt another escape by swinging from a tree branch, according to the police footage. He's literally in a tree right now trying to climb it like Tarzan, an officer says in the video. The bad news is he's going to jail for now. The good news is, when he's released, he can star in Disney live-action remake of Tarzan. I guess this man got wood, but not in a good way. Well, don't forget to rate and review the podcast with a five-star rating, because these are five-star stupid stories. And if your review is actually stupid enough, I just might feature it on an upcoming episode. Rating and reviewing the podcast always helps it to show up more prominently in searches so folks will have it easily found when they're searching for stupidity. You can also help by sharing the podcast on your social media feeds so that you're not 
looked at as being stingy with stupidity. And if you have not already done so, subscribe. Hit, hit that little subscribe button there. You don't want to miss any new stupid episodes coming. And download that annoying buffering that you get when you're in crappy cell service or Wi-Fi coverage. Just download the episode right to your device. And I also recommend using Podcast Addict. It's a great app for optimum performance, and it's free at your app store. But they also have two different types of paid versions as well. And besides this midweek bonus episode, you also have another episode, two feeds every week, which every weekend we've got our weekend episode with my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guerrero. And you can also ask Pancho all the questions you might have and poke into his sage wisdom. And that means anything that is on your mind. Ask him whatever. And you can test your skills against Pancho with the insane game show. Also, download Telegram Messenger. It's a great app, and you can then use that to join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Channel, where you can read the articles from each of these stories that I've given in each of the episodes. You can comment about what you've read. You can share the articles with your friends and even post comments or suggestions about the podcast as well. Get a preview and a link to download Telegram Messenger at t.me slash insane Eric Lane t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. The app is free in desktop or mobile versions and for platforms like Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. Don't forget, you can follow me on social media. Just use the handle at Insane Eric Lane on Facebook or Twitter, or just visit my website at InsaneEricLane.com. And this week's verbal meme. Some people wake up and feel like a million bucks. Me? I wake up and... Feel like insufficient funds. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is produced with the support from Mr. Laugh's Comedy and Large Media, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and the Pulse of Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Theme music, It's a Great Big Stupid World, is written and performed by Randy Stonehill. Copyright 1992, Stonehillian music, word music, Twitch and vibes music, and is available wherever you download music. The platform for the podcast is hosted by Anchor. Record your podcast as easy as talking on your phone. The editing and music library are all at your fingertips at anchor.fm. Download the app from your favorite app store. Hey, hey, hey.